on the Jacob Beer Show today, I am so happy to have on Phil, Dan, you. How are hey, you doing Jacob. today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, first off, I just want to say thanks for um, being able to come on today. I appreciate it. Um, before we get into yeah. questions, though, uh, would you like to talk a little bit about who you are, what you do? Well, my name is Phil Danu. I am a songwriter, singer, producer, multi-instrumentalist based in LA. Um, I mostly do my own projects now. I got a handful of other projects, but I've produced a bunch for other people. I toured a bunch with, with various people and that's what I do. <laughs> and I just gotta ask, um, how did you get involved with the music world, the music industry? Were you big into it in high school? Were you part of a band in high school or your high school band? Well, uh, as a similar actually with a lot of artists that I know, um, I grew up in the church and I grew up pretty much, I think I was fifth grade or so starting to play music in church where it's like, oh, you can kind of play something like play, you know, hop on stage. Um, and uh, I started out on drums. So I was playing drums in like a, you know, a church group and then in junior high, I started playing guitar and then asked, like, started getting asked to, like, lead the group and, like, sing songs up there. And I was just super scared. But I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I continued to do that. And I also went to um, a private school, a Christian school. And so I was doing a ton of music every day because there's always, like, there's always a situation where they needed somebody to do music. So even though it was a little different, I didn't really see it at the time, but it was like incredible practice. I was like, cause then I would go home and do it by myself because I liked music. Um, but for hours, every single day, I was immersed in performing and then learning stuff, figuring out stuff. I didn't, um, I'm not like classically trained. So for me, it was all by ear. Um, I grew up in a musical family. So for sure that's, you know, my dad was an electric guitar player and like growing up and he's like playing along to Jimi Hendrix and stuff. And um, it definitely, that's how I got involved. And that's how I got decent enough to actually do it. It was like, it was like incognito, like putting in a ton of time. So it was, um, and you know, it's a familiar story. Like you talk to a lot of musicians, like, yeah, I started on church. Like, um, so that's how I, I, I first got involved in it. And um, I was always interested in it. I loved that and art, but music was like, I didn't think I'd be able to do music. I just loved it. I thought I'd do like graphic design or something, but um, it ended work, it worked out, so. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And then after that, of course, you ended up producing songs and, and things like that. And you even got to uh, tour with Foster to people. What was that experience like being able to uh, go out there with a band? Yeah, I saw on social media, you got to go on late night shows. What was that all like doing concerts and things like that and touring? You know, I think it's, it's amazing. It's really, really cool. I think people have this grandiose view of all this stuff like, wow, like maybe someday I'll do that. Um, you know, it feels exactly the same as performing anywhere. Like once you do it a certain amount of times, you get used to, I mean, obviously there's like more intense situations, like on a late night show, you know, 
there can be some tension because you're like we got a couple passes at this and like millions of people are going to watch it or like um but i would say festivals were like the first time i played a festival the first festival i ever played was coachella and because by the time i had joined uh, foster the people they had you know they had already put out torches and were like a big band so it was like a machine and wow. so the first the first show i ever played was main stage of coachella our first festival i ever played was main stage of coachella i hadn't even gone to a music festival yet and i was like and, I, and, I, I, and what was I, that experience like on its own playing at coachella it i mean it was it was surreal man like the energy of that many people is unlike anything else i remember just like looking out and like and you know a lot of these different festivals but i mean coachella is particularly magical maybe because i'm a southern california guy but um it was uh surreal it was like it was like oh my goodness like what the heck am i doing up here like that's what it felt like wow and it, it had to be a beautiful <laughs> scene just to see with the people and and all of that uh, also what would you say yeah. it's like touring with a group um what are what are the best things about it getting to travel um, well touring in general could be the best experience or the worst experience you just really have to make sure you like the people you're out there with really and it's like an organic like you'd want to hang out with them because you hang out with them a ton and if you don't like them you're you know yeah, right. You're ready to like bury your head in the sand. Like you're just like, get me out of here. And I've had those experiences and I've had like touring with Foster the People, like, you know, the electric guitar player, who's largely the reason I even got involved, uh, Sean, I had known him since high school. And so when a spot, when they were needing another guy to do stuff, like just like auxiliary or keys or sing or guitar, like whatever needed to happen, um he brought me in but i was really good friends with him everybody in that whole crew like we hung out like when i i had to try out and so i tried out um and like kind of hung out with them and it was just like oh like feels like buds like we're just hanging out and so touring can be the best thing because you're just like hanging out with friends and you're getting to experience all these incredible things and see all these places that you'd probably never be able to see um, or it can be really hard if you don't enjoy the people you're out with. There's another element that like, is not really too talked about, um, is it gets, it gets harder as you get older and you're away, you realize you're away from, you know, all the people, like your family, like your, your best friends could still be at home. Like, and you realize like, oh, I'm making all these memories without them. And they're making all these memories without me. And so years and years and years of that um, can get tolling and it becomes a different element of like difficulty to hurdle. But if you don't like the people you're out there with, like you're, it's going to be hell. If you love it, it can be really, really incredible. Interesting. And what would you say, um, what would you say it is like, and of course not just for foster people, but any band, what would you say makes a band or a specific singer group really well? What would you say goes, what are two or three main things that you would say that go into making? Cause I know a few kids that are high school and in the community 
that are in the band right now and a few people or so. What do you say are the two or three most important things to make that better and to improve so that you're a really good band group? Um, you really have to put in the time. And like, it's like you have your own opinion, you have your own creative direction, you have your own like filter. Everybody has their filter of like what they think sounds cool or like, you know, they'll hear a certain thing and like a flag goes off like, oh, that's cheesy. While somebody else might be like, oh, this is the coolest thing I ever heard. Um, I think you have to spend, especially in a band situation, you just have to spend a lot of time together in general, hanging out. You have to spend a lot of time creating. Um, obviously, there's like cover bands and stuff, and that's different. You just have to have like a good time and enjoy the people. But if you're trying to create something great, um, you you can't fake putting in the time. You know, like you can fake production. There's so many things like depending on the genre that can give you such a head start than when like I was starting to do music. Like now, like, you know, you can make whole songs by dra dragging and dropping things in and like, then you write some top line over it and you're like, wow, this sounds incredible. Where it's like, I used to have to make everything, you know, and figure it out. Um, but putting in the time to be creative and like find what, you know, what makes each of you unique creatively and then collectively what makes you guys unique and focus on the weird thing that is unique to you guys because i think another thing is not trying to copy other people so it's like spending a lot of time creating and it's going to be you know you're going to create a lot of trash at first but um you can get to the good stuff only if you spend a lot of time creating together so that would be like my two things is like focus on what's unique to you guys and get really good at that and spend a lot of time creating together Absolutely. And then one last thing, um, what would your advice be for somebody who's going into the music industry? Uh, maybe it's vocals or maybe even being a singer. What advice would you mainly have for them? I mean, it's kind of the same boring advice. It would be spend a lot of time like focusing on what you want to be doing, not like what you want to be. Like, I don't think people should focus on like, I want to be a rock star or I want to be a famous singer. It's like, focus on what you want to be doing. Like, I want to be like, I want to be singing in front of all these people. Like, cause if you're trying to just be a rock star, like it's not it's, like, if you can wake up one day and you're like, I'm performing sold out shows. Like this is what I wanted to do. Um, so I'd say focus on what you want to do and put in a lot of time, put in a lot of time, like always be learning, always be practicing, realize you're going to make a lot of trash before something good comes out. Like you're going to sing bad before you sing amazing. Um, and at the end of the day, this is something that's taken me a long time to, to realize. It's like, what makes you, what will make it sustainable is like you finding happiness and fulfillment in it and not trying to do any of it for somebody else. So it's like, I love creating and like that process of creating is so fulfilling to me. Like, even if. Are you there?
on the Jakey Beer Show today, I'm so happy to have Jesse Iwuji, who is a current NASCAR driver with the Xfinity Series. He's also currently serving in the Navy, and he's a Naval Academy grad who played football. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. So before we get in, would you like to talk a little bit about yourself, who you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, name's Jesse Wuji, uh, currently racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Um, I'm, a, I'm a driver who doesn't have the typical driver story uh, because I didn't come from a background in racing. Uh, my background was really football before I even got into the racing world. But uh, originally, I'm from Dallas, Texas. I grew up there pretty much my whole life. And uh, because I'm from Texas, uh, you know, everyone knows that football is like the biggest thing there. So naturally, I gravitated towards football. And um, through playing football in middle school and high school, I worked to get better and better and better throughout that time. And eventually, I got recruited by um, a few schools to play college football. And one of those schools was the Naval Academy. And it was just a great opportunity to go to a really good school, get a great education, play football for a great team. And then when I graduate, serve uh, as an officer in the United States Navy. So I took that opportunity, uh, went to Naval Academy, got there 2006, played football there all four years, beat Army, beat Air Force all four years, and beat Notre Dame twice. Um, and then uh, graduated in 2010 and became a surface warfare officer in the Navy, where I was driving the ships, operating the ships, doing all that stuff. And um, in between my deployments and going out to sea with those ships, I started developing this passion for cars and racing. Um, and I would take my personal cars to local tracks and do open track days. One thing led to another. Next thing you know, I got really, really interested in cars. Um, and I decided, you know what, I want to try to become a professional race car driver. So I set that goal and started grinding to figure out how to make that happen, how to find the money, how to find the time, how to get more driving experience, all this stuff. But I had to put it, get, put it together in order to even get into racing. And uh, the whole NASCAR route was really kind of the first door, I would say, that opened up for me. I just went, you know, full head of steam uh, into that. And, um, you know, through a lot of grinding, a lot of great networking, um, connecting with all the right people, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, um, marketing, all this stuff that I had to do just to figure my way through. Um, started grinding each year and leveling up each year. And now I'm racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with uh, my own team that I have now partnered up with Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame running back, and also two other. Uh, great co-owners who are uh, part of this squad and we put together our own team and we're racing now in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and um, we have some growing pains to get through at first because we're a new team and got into it really late but uh, you know I'm looking forward to really uh, watching this team grow um, get through the different hurdles we have to get through and progress and eventually be a really successful team. Absolutely and so far what do you say your favorite track has been to race at or favorite racing event even? You know, I uh, really like uh, racing at Daytona. I really like racing at Talladega, the super speedways. Uh, I like the road courses a lot, like Road America. That's pretty fun. Um, I like uh, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. I ran that in the truck series once. That's really fun. Texas Motor Speedway is a good track. Martinsville, I really love that place. Uh, there's a lot of different tracks I like for all different kinds of reasons. But um, eventually, I want to get really, really good at all of them so I can like all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and what would you say is something um, for people who want to get involved in racing? What suggests, what would you suggest for them to get started? Maybe they want to be part of a crew one day or, or take that passion fully. What would your advice be to them? Because of course say, your story is different with not yeah. starting from birth with it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say uh, for people looking to get into racing, whether you're in the racing fam, in a racing family, or you're not in the racing family, um, you know, biggest thing is one, you know, do your research at first. Do your research on what are the different opportunities out there, and what do you think is the best fit for you. And don't make your decision on what's the best fit for you based off of other people's opinion of you you know some people like you might want to be a driver and everybody else is going to tell you you can't be a driver for all these reasons if that's what you passionately want to do if you clearly see yourself wanting to be a driver then that's what you need to go after no matter what any anyone says you still need to do your research on what is necessary to become a driver and then you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to obtain uh the resources to put towards those necessities to become a, a driver but that's all in the hard work and the effort and the action that you got to put towards your goal and that's with anything if you don't put that action towards your goal um then you're never going to achieve it uh so um first clearly have a vision of you know what you want to be uh do your research on what uh what are the different things it takes to become that and what you need to get and um, you don't always have to do the same things that everybody else is doing you know you can find other creative ways to get in but just uh, understand that there still are baseline items that you need to become anything in life. And you have to figure out a way to obtain those, achieve those, accomplish those, whatever it is. So um, you have to grind until, until you can't anymore, never quit, push through the ups and downs and you can get to wherever you wanna go. Absolutely. And um, what would you say has been, what would you say is the most important thing when it comes to racing? Would you say it's, um, what would you say? I mean, I'm not in racing, so yeah. I don't know. I would say uh, for racing, like, you know, all, actually on track, some of the most important things really is focus. Um, you really got to have an intense laser beam focus the entire race so that you can hit your marks on the track. You're driving the right lines. You're making sure you're able to control the car, you know, whether the car is feeling good or not. Um, you're able to control it around other people because other people can be a little bit un unpredictable. Uh, but focus is probably one of the key things I would say on track because without it, uh, you'll just, you'll never go anywhere. Absolutely. And what would you say, what advice would you have to yourself um, if you were back in high school, because that's the majority of people who listen to this or in college, what would you do differently? Um, it, going back in time, honestly, there's nothing I would have done differently. I felt that throughout my life, I was always doing the right things to put myself in a position to be successful tomorrow. You know, I, I was, I, I was not saying that I was like perfect, you know, obviously, you know, everybody makes mistakes throughout their life. There's things that you can sometimes are dumb things that could ruin a lot of things and hopefully you get through it. Um, but uh, um, for me, really, majority of the time, I was always working and, and doing my best to honestly uh, do whatever was necessary to put myself in a successful position for the future, whether it was the next day, a week from then, a year from then, 10 years from then, whatever. So as a high schooler, just always keep that in mind. Whenever you're about to make a decision on really anything, um, make sure that that decision you're making is something that will put you in a better position tomorrow. So before you decide to you know, drink before you're 21, is this really gonna help you put you in a better position uh, the next day or a year from now or two years from now. If somebody decides to hand you some drugs or something like that, it, by making the decision to take it, is that really going to put you in a better position tomorrow or in your future? If someone uh, gives you the opportunity to go get a better education or go learn some particular skills that you can use to um, get a better, have a better occupation in life, a better career, whatever it is, you know, by going that route, 
is that going to help you put you in a better position for the next day and the next day and the next year and 10 years from now? Always think about that. And as long as you're always constantly keeping that in the forefront of your mind where each decision I make, is this going to make me better or is this going to take me back? Um, if you keep that in your mind, then you will always be putting yourself in a great position so that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you'll never look back and be like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have, I wish I wouldn't have, oh, if I can only go back in time, I would change this. I don't have any if I can only go back in time. Like, I, I just don't, like, that doesn't pop up in my mind. Even, no matter, because goods and bads, no matter what, are going to happen in life, but the bads that happen are typically happening because, you know, I just they just happen, you know, <laughs> things happen. People come into your life sometimes and will sometimes screw things up sometimes uh circumstances will happen all that stuff but as long as you continue to just keep in the forefront of your mind of being positive and doing the right things to advance yourself you never really regret anything you'll just understand that sometimes you have learning lessons things happen sometimes you'll make mistakes it's okay but as long as it's honest honest mistake then you know what push forward and keep moving absolutely another question i just have real quick is um what are your thoughts on what what advice would you necessarily have for people who might be struggling with accomplishing a goal? Have you had a chance to accomplish a lot and you still are? Um, like, especially with playing football at the college level, the D1 level and racing a NASCAR, what would you have, what do you say is the most important thing? Because so many people, they're almost there and then they just give up. What yeah. advice would you have to get past that barrier? Yeah. Uh, typically, whatever you're trying to achieve, wherever the success is at, is typically like one step past that point where people typically quit. Like at that point where it seems like, you know, what, I don't have any more. It's not here anymore. Everything is gone. I've lost it all. No one loves me. No one supports me, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. The point where you typically will be like, you know what, I'm, I quit. I'm going on that point. Usually one more step after that is where you start achieving success. And that's why you got to continue to push forward no matter what. Like if, if it's all going bad, you know what? Take a step back, go take a nap, go sleep it off, wake up and push forward again because it's coming. Like you, you, your, your success is coming as long as you are continually trying to do things that will put you in a better position. Just keep aiming, being creative, figuring, okay, this is not working right. Let me pivot a little bit and see if this will be better. Let me pivot here and see if this will be better. Let me pivot here and see if this will be better because you already know what the ultimate goal is. You've already seen it, which means it's already done. So don't quit. Just keep pushing forward. Keep trying to pivot. You'll get there. Uh, there's no time frame. It's not, there's nothing that says it's going to happen in a week, in a day, in a year, in an hour, 10 years from now. There's no time uh, frame on it. You just, you just have to continue to push. And, and when that point comes where it feels like it's time to quit, one step more, and all of a sudden you're there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Jacob Beer Show today. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? You know what, everyone out there going after a goal and dream, remember that life rewards those who stay strong enough, long enough. It's not about talent, not about skills, not about money, not about any of that stuff, not even about luck, because there's no such thing as luck. Life rewards those who stay strong enough, long enough. Absolutely. And one last thing, where can people find more about you, follow you, of course, with your racing adventure and, and NASCAR and everything like that? Yeah, um, you can and go on my website. Media. Yeah, you can go on social media. You can go on my website. Just look up my name, Jesse Iwuji. That's uh, J-E-S-S-E-I-W-U-J-I. Look me up. I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, uh, all of them, uh, TikTok, you name it. So just look me up on there. Follow me. Uh, if anyone has any questions on anything, you can always shoot me a DM. I'm pretty good about getting back 
um, to all my messages. Um, and sometimes, obviously, I get crazy busy, so they might be a few days sometimes, or it might be an hour, it might be a minute. Um, but um, feel free to always shoot me a message, and I'll get to it whenever I get to it. And um, yeah, just keep grinding. Everyone out there, if you're listening, just grind, keep pushing, don't quit. Absolutely. And real quick, I just got to give a quick promo to All Star, who's sponsoring our show the next few months and likely the rest of this year. They are a turf management service in Indianapolis, Indiana. So uh, I don't know about you, but if you ever moved to Indianapolis one day and you get into IndyCar, <laughs> feel free to uh, use their equipment. One of the yeah. things I just want to add in there that I forgot is, of course, I live in IndyCar country. Yeah. Indianapolis, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. How do you think we can get more IndyCar fans to? be more into nascar so i just had to throw that question in. <laughs> um they should come to the indie race that we race in each year and watch it and uh, get a pit pass you can be down the pit see how it is and you know i feel like racing fans are racing fans we should all like all forms of racing absolutely well thank you so much for coming on make sure you check out all star if you're listening and uh, have a good rest of your day all right you too